0: Welcome to the Fat Stacks Blog. Today's episode is brought to you by Ezoic, which is a comprehensive, high-tech ad platform for publishers where you can split-test your ads to maximize your ad revenue. It does include header bidding, and I use it across my niche sites. Today's episode is a story. It actually happened to me recently, but it has a nice narrative, a very rough start, but an okay ending. So let's jump into it. I title this episode Copyright Troll Demands I Pay $44,000. Here's what happens. So on December 3, 2019, I get an email from an outfit I had never heard of, but I open it up. Legalese, 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 you owe us $44,000 USD for copyright infringement for a bunch of images which they attach. And then they say, if I can show that I do have the permissions or licenses for these images, then I'm off the hook. So this is pertaining to some images on a niche site that I own and publish. Now, what really gets my goat right out of the boat here is that they don't even know whether I have a license or not. All right, They find the images on my site, and they assume I don't. And then they make this crazy demand for 44 grand. And they say, pay it up, or prove to us that you have a license. Well, I I know this is how it works in law. I've, I've, I've worked in law, I understand the process. But it's annoying, because now the onus is on me to prove that I have a license. Now, here's how this played out. It took me about an hour, but for my niche site, I actually get written permissions for the images I use, or I have proof of a license via Shutterstock and similar. So, but I had to uh, dig up all those emails. I do have a file folder. You can. This is interesting. You can download emails out of Gmail. I tend to do that for very important emails rather than uh, search for them. Although I, I, it, it, Gmail has a pretty awesome search function too. Anyways, long story short, I dug out the emails, found the ones that were relevant took me quite a while because uh, they were claiming that I infringed 44 images, so I had to go each image by image by image. Anyways, I, I rounded up all the emails, slammed it into a zip folder, and blasted it back to them and said, Read it and weep. I have permissions. I'm not paying. Except for one. One lousy image slipped through the crack. It's sloppiness of my part. Never claimed to be a perfectionist. In fact, I tend to be sloppy, and this this is how this worked, and, and this could easily happen to anyone. Uh, it's from a guest post contribution. Okay, I accept guest posts if they're very, very good. The guidelines state that I put out to all guest post contributors that you must have a license or permission to, to for every image that you provide to, into the post that I'm going to publish. Of course, they don't read it, they don't care, they just want the post published, I should know that, I should know better, but I got sloppy, and you get busy, and you publish it anyway, and you don't ask for the written permissions, and boom, so there it was, I had an image on there, I don't have a permission for it, I'm on the hook for an image. Uh, So anyways, uh, the, the good news is, is that for 43 images, I was fine, it took about a week to learn that of course it was a little bit nervous because you, you never really know right i mean i'm i mean i'm on the receiving end who knows how much more work i'm gonna have to do and hoops to jump through and all this nonsense but anyways it came down to one image so that's not bad i had to pay for the one image they're asking for a thousand bucks i counted 300 they said no that's way too low anyways at the end of the day i pointed up 600 bucks for that image they had me dead to rights uh, as a publisher, even though it was a guest post contribution, I had to pay. Now I foolishly, naively, I should say, decided to email the freelancer who submitted the guest post. I never heard from them. I may have to pull out the big guns a little bit, and because uh, as far as I'm concerned, they should pay for that. They're technically, legally not responsible, but maybe there'll be some uh, arm twisting with uh, sort of the practicalities of the business world that will persuade them to pony up, at least for part of that. We'll see what happens. I don't think I'm ever going to hear from them. So $600 cost could have been a lot worse. Okay. So here are the takeaway points. All right. I publish a lot of images, so I'm pretty familiar with this whole space now. I am not a copyright infringement lawyer. I don't really know the nuances of this law. I've never studied it or really looked into it. I've never practiced it and so on and so forth. So I don't know. But here are the takeaways from a publisher's perspective, all right, me having dealt with this. This is the second time I've, I've received such an email. The first one was was utterly ridiculous. Get this. I had some Silicon Valley lawyer, clueless dude who tells me I'm infringing his client's work by embedding a public YouTube video. The YouTube video was uploaded to YouTube with the permissions on to be embedded. And this lawyer comes to me and says, you got to take it down, you're infringing, and we're going to sue you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you have to... I I, I responded. I was actually pretty polite. You You know, the instinct is like... Wow, are you like the biggest idiot lawyer on the planet? But no, I don't. I don't do that. I just said, "Hey, check out the terms on uh, YouTube." A link to them. I said, "I'm pretty sure I'm good to go here," but I'll remove it anyway. Anyways, that was the end of the matter. Never heard back from him. Okay, so takeaway points. First off, if you publish images, it's really good idea. To get permissions, if you use other people's images, or get a license. All right, like I pay 400 bucks a month to Shutterstock because I use a lot of images. You will see them on Fatstacks. You see them. I mean, across all my sites, uh, I use Shutterstock images, and it, it it's great because I have a whole history of all my downloads. There's never actually been a problem. Nobody's ever come to say, hey, that's my image. I, I did have one link builder who was trying to uh, hoodwink a link from me saying I infringed their copyright. I just told them it's a Shutterstock video, so go away, or uh, image, go away. Anyways, that that's a tactic. I wrote about that. I'm not going to get into it. But anyways, get permissions or licenses, all right? Merely giving attribution like a source link with the image you use is not going to be enough, right? Like... It may satisfy some people, like, oh, I got a link out of it, good enough. Like, if somebody stole something I created and they gave me a link, I'd be thrilled. I'd be like, sweet, that's great. In fact, that's the reason I would create a graphic or something. But not all photographers are like that, so you need permission. And it's pretty easy to get permission. Uh, I have a person... I used to do it myself when I started, and now I have a person who just does it. They just email and just say, hey, can we use your image? Our site gets us much traffic. We'll give you a link, attribution under it, a source link, and we'd love to feature it. And they almost always say yeah, so it's not really a big deal. And they actually get back to us because they know it's a link. It's a link. They're getting a link for free, for nothing. So it's kind of a no-brainer. It's pretty easy to do. And a lot of people will say yes. So anyways, it's just an extra step. The next thing is, as you can imagine, I'm going to tell you, is if you accept guest posts, don't be sloppy like me. Ensure that they are getting the proper permissions for images they use, or just get your own images. I've done that, too. I'd just be like, I don't trust this outfit. Uh, The the article may be good, but the images, like, who knows what's going to happen. So I I just input our own images from Shutterstock or wherever we have permissions from. Next up, uh, if you do get a demand and you don't have a defense, you don't have permission, and you're pretty much toast, now, you should always talk to a lawyer. Okay, I'm going to preface all of this stuff with talk to a lawyer if you get any sort of demand or... Uh, lawsuit threatened or get served with a lawsuit or anything like that, talk to a lawyer, get advice, okay? But if you do get a demand and they're asking for like a thousand bucks for one image, know this. You can negotiate this down, all right? I negotiated it down. I think the original amount they wanted for the, the single image that uh, I was pretty much toast on was 800 bucks. Negotiated it down to 600. I was kind of hoping for a 500, but and I think six hundred. That was it. That was as low as we're going to go. Fine, just to wrap it up, I paid the six hundred. So, but it was I saved two hundred bucks on it. So it is negotiable. And I suspect if you got a lawyer involved, especially someone who's known within the copyright industry, you probably get even a better deal. Of course, you got to pay lawyer fees, right? So, next up, um, the outfits that are doing this that are going after publishers. And I'm not saying that they're all bad. I, I think there's a place for going after copyright infringement. And I think there's a purpose for it. But I want I to talk about where I think it's gone off the rails and where I think it actually serves a good purpose. But know this, there are lots of copyright trolls out there. These are outfits that are representing photographers and other creative developers who create creatives and so forth, they're running software that essentially will be image recognition. And whenever they find an image on any site, it's like, bam, it just like almost automatically creates this whole claim process. And then you get the email. All right. So like for me, I had permissions, had the photographers who hired the agent who did this. And by agent, I mean, troll had looked into my site. They would have known I had the proper licensing. And image uh, permissions, but they don't look right. This is just this is like carpet bombing, and I'm a casualty of it. And it forces me to do a bunch of work, which is which is a nuisance. But that's the way it goes, right? That's with any lawsuit. You can have a frivolous lawsuit filed against you, which is a ton of work and money to defend. You have the onus to defend, and even though the whole thing's totally bogus, but that's just the way the whole system works. All right, which leads me to. It's unfortunate that the legal system is so complex and costly. I mean, this sort of thing in the digital age, like copyright, I could understand like 50 years ago when it was, you know, an infringement would have been something that's in a print magazine that goes nationwide and that sort of thing. And it's kind of a big deal it's different now we're talking in the digital world this, this is a whole different ball game. and i'm not saying that in there should be no infringement laws or copyright laws i'm not saying that but it, but it's a totally different ball game right now and i think the system needs to be revamped so like my view there should be something like a very simple arbitration not arbitration but some sort of a very simple regulatory body that can adjudicate these very very quickly and inexpensively um especially for just simple you know uh, image infringement claim maybe maybe you did 5 and and so they're claiming 5 or 6000 bucks but you dispute it there's a dispute rather than have to hire very expensive lawyers because the whole system is extremely complicated with the whole courts and everything I don't even understand I don't even know I don't, it's in the US usually I'm a, I'm I'm in Canada so I don't even know the, the whole legal system really but it's it's impossible for the layperson to figure out. So it would be great if it could just be simplified that two parties could basically resolve this and get it adjudicated by a, a person quickly and inexpensively. The other takeaway that I want to discuss is that and I've already mentioned this, is that the onus is on publishers to prove their innocence, all right? So this is basically the same as the legal system. You're know, you going to get these. They're going to carpet bomb you. It's all software-oriented, and you're going to have to deal with it. Uh, The best thing to do, though, is to deal with it. Don't ignore it because the next step, if you don't pay, they're going to file a lawsuit, all right? Before the lawsuit, it's just a demand, and you can either, you know, show that you have the permission or negotiate it down or whatever and just pay it. But if you don't want to pay it, then the next step is a lawsuit. And and in some cases, it's that's a worthwhile endeavor, right? If you have the money and you want to fight it, by all means, I'm all for that. But just know if you ignore it, you don't want to deal with it, the next step's a lawsuit and you can't really get out from under that, right? And if you ignore the lawsuit, then the court's just going to issue a judgment and then getting out from under that is almost impossible. So don't ignore these things. The other point I want to make is that I think, I don't know for sure, but I think a lot of photographers and whoever the copyright holders are don't actually know how these trolling outfits work, all right? I think they hire them because they're sick and tired of getting ripped off, and I could appreciate that. But I don't think they fully recognize, like, a lot of photographers' work is permissibly used out there but they hire these 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 trolling outfits who go after the good and the bad and i think the potential damage to their clients can be done cuz like in my case these photographers had hired an agent to do it but i i had the permissions via other third parties and whatever how the the licensing uh, copyrights and licenses were conferred among their own clients and so forth And so they're hurting their reputation because I actually had to go to their client and say, Hey, look, I, I got this. And they're telling me I'm French copyright, but you know I have an email from you saying it's okay. So what's going on? Well, their other client's going to be like, go to the photographer and say, why are you why are you going after them? I mean, you know they're 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 great. They're a publisher. They're featuring our work, and we're getting exposure, and this is good. What are you doing? And the photographer is like, well, I I didn't go after him. I didn't do anything. And they're going to be like, oh right, I hired the troll, <laughs> and the troll went after him because they have. The carpet bomb method, even the nuclear method, that just goes after everyone. And so I'm not even sure photographers fully understand how the trolls are operating. Now, some probably do, but some maybe don't. And they don't realize all this collateral damage that's happening. So those are your takeaway points, and I'll wrap it up with hire a copyright lawyer. Now, actually, I'm going to wrap it up with... Where I think this has gone off the rails and where I think photographers actually actually have to be very, very careful with how they proceed with hiring trolls, and I, I don't think a lot of photographers should hire trolls, and I'll tell you why. And then I'll tell you the type of photographers and the type of work that, that should actually hire trolls, all right? Because I think there's a good reason. Okay, so there's two types of photographers. Well, there's many types of photographers, but I don't want to break them up into two camps. The first is the photographer that is hired by a client, an individual client to take very specific photos. Often they're like product photos, right? Let's, let's take a clothing boutique, right? Clothing boutique owner says, hey, I need photos of a whole bunch of dresses that I'm selling. They got a model, so the photographer comes, does a whole shoot. The photos aren't going to, you know, the photographer is not going to take these photos and and then go and sell them to Shutterstock and other clients. No, the photos go to the boutique store owner, right? But here's the thing. In old school photography, and I think this is changing to some degree, but old school arrangement was the copyright was held by the photographer and the client got a license to use those images, all right? So what happens is... uh, the boutique maybe either doesn't understand this or they do, but they figure well, the license is good, we can let other websites use it. So, boutique clothing owner puts up the pretty pictures on their site and to sell all these dresses. And then, influencer Joe comes along and says, Hey, I'm, I'm writing this fashion blog, I like your clothes, your your, your, uh, your dresses, and I want to feature a couple of them on my site and on my Instagram channel. And, uh, boutique owners like. Fantastic Free marketing. That's great. Use the images. You have my permission. So they do that. Lo and behold, what Influencer Joe doesn't realize is that the copyright is actually held by the photographer and not by the boutique, right? But the boutique thinks it's fine, and they obviously want the exposure. Photographer hires troll. Troll finds these images, and then boom, Influencer Joe gets nailed with this demand for copyright infringement. Influencer Joe goes to the boutique clothing company and says, well, you said I could use these. I thought it was okay. Boutique clothing company says, yeah, of course it's okay. Boutique company goes to the photographer and says, what are you doing? Photographer says, uh, oops, yeah, sorry, uh, hired a trolling outfit, and they went after him. I didn't really mean for them to go after Joe. I meant for them to go after people who, who don't have permission. See what happens? Okay, so now boutique, now this is where photographers got to be careful, all right? This photographer wants to keep working for a boutique clothing company. All right. Meanwhile, influencer Joe's removed all the images, so the marketing is is put for the boutique company. And boutique company goes back. Photographer says, "Well, you just ruined a really good free marketing channel that I had." All right. Boutique, uh, influencer Joe's removed them all, and. I'm losing traffic. And photographers say, oh, I'm sorry. But the company says, well, I'm never hiring you again because this is bad. I could hire any photographer. There's lots of photographers out there that can take nice pictures. And so a photographer loses business. So here's the warning to photographers. If you work for a client and your images are for a specific client, being like a like a realtor for a house or for anything that the client is getting, chances are those clients want to use this as marketing. Now, not not 100% of the time, but quite a bit. And they're really happy when other sites and social media channels pick this stuff up and it gives them a lot of exposure, especially when put into a positive light. Okay, so those are the types of photographers who need to be careful. They need to be very careful in hiring trolling because they're going to damage their clients' businesses, and ultimately those businesses are not going to hire those photographers because the word's going to get around that those photographers go and damage the marketing, and so they have to be very, very careful. This is common sense, folks. I really can't understand these photographers who do this, Right? It really boggles the mind, frankly, okay? Now, let's talk about the photographer who... Should use a troll, okay? Like, like a, a classic example is a paparazzi photographer. I think that's a fascinating industry. These folks work really hard. They get the slab photos. They're in huge demand. They can sell them for a lot of money now these type these are what you kind of like on spec photographers right maybe they do landscape photography they do whatever they're not hired by a client to take a particular type of photograph they're just taking their own photographs and they're selling them so they own the re- copyright they're selling licenses to potentially many many different clients who want that particular photo right of a celebrity or a landscape or whatever okay so this type of photographer should hire trolls because this these types of photos should be protected Unless they sell a license. Now I say that with a caveat. These photographers really need to tell their trolls who they have granted licenses to, so the trolls don't just blast out in carpet bomb style all these demands for money. Because these photographer clients are going to get really annoyed. Let's say let's say a particular magazine buys a lot of paparazzi photos from a photographer and they keep getting hit with these idiotic demands while they've already paid for a license it's really annoying the photographer photographer is going to lose business so the whole point is the trolls need to start using maybe more of a scalpel rather than a carpet bomb but that costs a lot of money right you can't just automate that whereas the carpet bomb method is automated and the photographers don't want to pay more money to get the service done. So we've got a problem. We've got a we've got a, we've got a, a systemic problem. I don't know how it's going to get fixed. But I think generally photographers have to be careful. So the big takeaway for photographers here is if you work for a specific client and you're pretty sure your client wants to use those photos for marketing and exposure and, and they're okay with these photos going out on the web on other sites and that sort of thing, don't load those photos up with a copyright troll, all right? Because you're going to hurt your client. Your client's not going to hire you again. It's going to get back to them. I, ca- I I talked when this happened to me. I talked to some of the third parties, the clients, so to speak, of the photographers. I said, "What's going on here?" You emailed me specifically saying I'm okay, and then they're like, "Yeah, no, I of course you're okay. We we love being on your site, and you know we've we've had lots of good business from you and all that." So. Don't shoot yourself in the foot, photographers. If you're selling on spec, that's great. Get the trolls in, right? I know We know you put a lot of work into those photos. It's not easy getting paparazzi shots. You sell them, it's hard work. I get that. I respect it. But don't just carpet bomb, because especially if you've sold licenses, use a scalpel. Go after the people who didn't pay for a license. Don't email your your customers demanding money when they already paid you. That's what I have to say about this, all right? Now, I see I see both sides here, but I think photographers need to start being a little bit more careful here. The uh, the copyright troll websites have a really good sales pitch. I've been to several of them. You know, they're talking about how, oh, you've been ripped off and it's costing you, and we're going to collect vast sums of money on your behalf, and we're going to split it with you, and our, you don't pay us anything up front, or it's a very small fee, and we only get money when... When we collect money for you, on and on and on, it sounds like a great solution to the photographer problem, but in many cases it's not. You got to think. You got to think more broadly here. You got to think about could this impact your client? I'm telling you, it can. And I'm not a disgruntled publisher either because I have permissions. It cost me an hour of work, which sucked. But I'm talking about like, if I were a photographer, and I got hired by a boutique clothing company who I knew. They're going to pretty much have endless photography needs. I'd much rather have a handful of recurring clients than have to hustle new work all the time. So why would you go and sabotage and blow up their marketing campaigns just because you think somebody might have ripped off a photo out there? You leave it up to the client. You did the work for the client. I understand you technically often have the legal copyright, but sometimes the practicality of the business world is going to supersede your legal rights. And that's okay. All right. That's okay. Just think of the bigger picture here. So uh, that's a wrap on this whole situation. It was a rough start to the day. I managed, I I was pretty confident right from the get go go, though, because I I knew I had the permissions and and it all worked out except for that one guest contribution. My bad. Thanks for listening.